0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fannick, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello, and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 555, all the fives. Great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. This week, I was one of the first in the world to try Apple's new Vision Pro headset. I'll tell you all about the experience. We'll also go through the other software updates and hardware releases that Apple made at the Worldwide Developers Conference, and Samsung has confirmed the launch of its next foldable smartphones. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the new range of Sony Bravia XR TVs. Belkin has a new power bank that can charge both your Apple Watch and your iPhone. And STM has released a shatter-proof screen protector. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, I've been back in Australia for a few days. I was last week at the Worldwide Developers Conference as a guest of Apple at their headquarters in Cupertino at Apple Park. And this was the the second year in a row where they've had the watch party, whereas previously during COVID, it was a virtual event. Pre-COVID, it was an in-person event, but uh, well, I think once 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 COVID hit and they Apple found they could still run this event virtually and everyone's still getting the benefit interacting with Apple engineers and everyone online. I think they decided to uh, keep it that way, but they did have a bunch of guests, myself included, at Apple Park to watch the whole presentation, and then of course we had the opportunity to have a few hands-on demonstrations, including. A hands-on demo of the Vision Pro. I am going to talk about the software updates across iPhone, iPad, Mac, and watchOS, as well as uh, just touch on a couple of the hardware announcements. But to start with, the biggest announcement was no doubt the Apple Vision Pro, which is their new wearable computer, I'm going to call it. It is a headset. But it isn't, it isn't just pigeonholed into like you, you, they, they talk about virtual reality headsets and augmented reality. This is, this is none of those but all of those. It's not one of them. So they, I, I, I understand why they avoided using letters like VR, AR. The Apple CEO Tim Cook did mention the fact that this was the first Apple product you don't look at but you look through. And it is obviously a, a headset, so there's, a, there's a, a part that goes on your face and it's held in place with a strap. And all of the computing, the, the, the actual computer is all on board. I initially thought that it would require it to be connected to an iPad or an iPhone or a Mac, but this is a standalone computer and a powerful one at that that I, I, after, I, I discovered after having a look at this demo. So, it's it's a whole new product line for Apple, the first new product since the Apple Watch was introduced in 2014. So, we're, we're in totally new territory and it was described as a spatial computer. And it is not only that, and I'll explain what that means, but it's also, it can, it can be your VR headset, it can be your augmented reality, or a combination of all three. So I was uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity to try a demo with the Apple Vision Pro, and I wasn't allowed to take photos, I wasn't allowed to shoot any video, so you have to take my word for it that I actually used this thing. But I have to say, it was a very, very impressive demonstration, and I've tried a lot of VR in the past and augmented reality and this just takes the cake. This is just blew everything else that everything other, every other experience I've had with VR, this not only equals it, but it, it absolutely blows it out of the water. So, uh, it was an interesting process. I had to get onboarded for the the test and part of the test, and this I understand part of the demo, I should say. And this is going to happen with not only uh, with with customers. This is a pre purchase pre purchase procedure you have to go through because it's it's obviously a, it's, a, it's it's dealing with your your eyes, and it you need to know. Uh, they needed to know if I wore glasses, and I told them I wear reading glasses. And they they studied the lenses. They had a machine to test the strength, and they actually then placed some magnetic Zeiss lenses on top of the micro OLED displays inside the inside the headset. So uh, they were able to my level of correction was there. I also had to. I had to scan. I had to use an iPhone to scan my ears as well, so it could see my. It's it, it could see my ears and also my face, so that it could find the right seal uh, for me and also optimize the spatial audio. So the seal is the the soft part that actually goes on my face that attaches magnetically to the actual hardware of the of the Vision Pro. And so uh, I was able to once I had that the, all those done, and I had the proper everything that would fit me properly, I was ready to proceed with the demonstration. Now I was told that all of these procedures that I went through would be a typical pre-purchase thing. So if you order it, you need to scan things to make sure that you get the headset to fit you perfectly. And there's a nice wide, uh, soft made of soft material the band that goes around the back of your head. So it is uh, it is. It, it fit me actually quite good. There was a little dial behind my right ear that I could just tighten things up a little bit to make sure that it was secure, that I could see the entire screen inside. There was a, an, an initial little eye test where I had to sort of just keep, without moving my head, just keep an eye on these dots moving around just to optimize the uh, the eyepieces, make sure they were the, at the right width apart. And I also had, had to hold my hands up so I could, it could look at my hands and then I was ready to go. Now you got to remember... There are no controllers with this device, none at all. It, it it has it has twelve cameras that are looking forward and down. Uh, has a number of microphones and as, as well as a few sensors as well. So that is what it uses to not only keep an eye on what my hands are doing, but also allows me to look out through the through the Vision Pro, so I can see the outside world like I'm wearing nothing and And I know there's there's no distortion. nothing was uh, you know when you're sometimes looking through a headset, your sense of distance is and space is a little bit bit warped. But with this, I, I had my my reading glasses on the coffee table in front of me, I was able to reach out and and it was exactly as if I was wearing no headset. I could pick them up easily. So it was not like I was reaching around trying to find, judge how far my glasses were away. I could also speak to other people in the room. So I think the idea of this is that you stay present. You stay present within in the system. With your, with your room, with other people, you're not there are times when you are cut off completely where all you're seeing is the content or the photo, or whatever you happen to be watching. But there is a way to dial that up and down to allow you to choose just how much immersion you want depending on what you're doing. Okay, so I was ready to go. First thing that I did was to press the the digital crown on the right front right portion of the Vision Pro. And up came my home screen, which was a whole bunch of apps arranged in a grid. Now, they asked me, I think, to select the photos app. And I'm thinking, how do I do that? Well, they said, all I need to do was look at it. So my eyes, as I was moving along the row of apps, I could see them sort of come forward a little bit when they were highlighted. And all I did was look at the photo app. It sort of bounced forward a touch. And all I had to do to select it was to tap my index finger with my thumb. Like I'm making a pinching motion, and that was the mouse click that would enable the photo app to open. And my hands were just down in my lap. It's not like I had to hold them in front of me. It was just there, in my lap. It could it could sense what I was doing. And up pops some photos, and uh, then they they I was able to see those at full full uh, resolution and amazing, right in front of my face, floating in front of me in in the room and then I was able to go through some panoramic shots which was went 180 degrees so I had to actually turn my head from left to right to allow me to view the whole photograph so that was pretty cool it really placed you where you where you took that panoramic photo it's like you were there again in that very spot looking at the photo now to I was I was able to move the windows so at the bottom of each window was a white line and so when I looked at the white line and it was highlighted, I just had to put my index finger and thumb together, so not pinch and not pinch, but put them together, uh, and then I could just move my hand around, and that would move that that would like select the window and allow me to move it and position it where I wanted to go. That was pretty cool. Uh, then I uh, the next thing I, I tested out was the three D spatial camera. This device has a camera that allows you to take spatial uh, 3D pictures and shoot 3D videos. And i got to say, this was incredible. The first example was a, or first a photo of like kids at a birthday party and it was like 3D. I could look into the photograph, but then there was a 3D video captured by the headset that, actually put me in the room it uh, the word I use is presence I was present at that moment so if, if I'm going back through it, it's like I've arrived at a point in time and I just happen to be it, it, right in the middle of this whatever was happening they did have another video of people sitting around a little campfire a little bonfire and it was like I was there I could see all around me all the people around me and it's like I was present the only thing I couldn't feel was the heat of the fire but it, it I felt like putting my hands out in front of it. It was so realistic to see if I could feel the heat. But that was absolutely incredible. So imagine the memories you can make recording your 3D spatial videos using the Vision Pro. Absolutely incredible. Next up, we tried the spatial computing and this is where you can open up. Uh, we opened up, I think, a, a web browser. We opened up another couple of apps, and they were just floating around me. I was able to move them and arrange them and still see the people around me, still see the room around me as well. There was a website that I was just scrolling. All I had to do was just to move my index finger up or down, and that was enough for me to to accurately uh, scroll through the web page, which was incredible. I, I was tempted to type in uh, to see Tech Guide what it would look like on there, but they had this uh, pre-prepared site, so that was using Safari. And I had, I think, messages and the photo app was still open as well. Now, to the left of the tab bar, I, I, I was able to look and expand a section that said there was a selections of apps, people, and environments. I chose environments. And I was suddenly standing beside a lake near Mount Hood. Mount Hood, I think, is in Canada. But all I could, I could see light rain falling on the water and I was moving my head around just to take in the surroundings. Yet I looked at the floor, I could still see the carpet in front of me and the the picture was like it just started in the middle of the room and then then went out and sort of to infinity. I could see everything in the distance. And by twisting the crown, I could actually make more of the take the picture taking up more of my eye line and also can dial it down so I could take less as well. So again, enjoying that little moment where I was present at Mount Hood and uh, I was able to expand or reduce the level of immersion just by twisting that little digital crown. Uh, next up was I used the Mindfulness app. So this was a... Uh, an app that allows you to take a minute to do a one minute meditation. And there was this animated object sort of made of like these leaf shaped uh, pieces. And what eventually happened was the, this object would come closer to me and then expanded and all the leaves would scatter and fill the room and during the minute they would slowly come back together and shrink back to its original size and all the while the woman's voice was guiding me through the meditation really good way of switching off the outside world to focus in on a meditation that's all that's all par, part of the the uh, the mindfulness app which was uh, allowed me to 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 have that little minute meditation the audio by the way i was hearing the woman's voice like she was right next to me so it was, there, there are speakers in the band of the Vision Pro and I was able, and it sort of fires down in your ear so you can hear it quite clearly and it, you're still getting all the effects of the spatial audio as well. Now, next up, I saw an alert coming in. I was receiving a FaceTime call and I answered it. I was greeted by a man, his name I think was Ty. And what I was seeing though wasn't his face. It was like a digital recreation of his face. So he obviously was calling from a vision pro as well. So this digital representation looked fairly real and what it was based on was the cameras and sensors looking at his eyes and the cameras below looking at his lips and his facial expressions and recreating them for my call and he would be seeing the same representation of me if I was making a FaceTime call while wearing the Vision Pro. If other people call me from their iPhone, their Mac and iPad, it's just a video feed, and I could see them and I could move their tiles around the screen. So uh, having a FaceTime call, it doesn't restrict you from doing that even when you're wearing the Vision Pro so that was pretty cool we also he had uh the freeform app open and we were just to show that we could all both view the same file at the same time the same board and there was one part of it was like a 3d uh 3d recreation of a of an apartment that i was able to look in and around and uh that was uh pretty cool next it was a bit of time for a bit of entertainment and i fired up the apple tv app and started watching scenes from Avatar The Way of Water in 4K but also in 3D. It was incredibly clear. you got to remember the micro OLEDs inside the headset have between them more than 23 million pixels, which is way more than a an 8K TV, which has about 8 million pixels. So it was really crisp, really sharp, nice and bright. It's like I was sitting in a cinema all by myself watching Avatar the Way of Water. it was it was fantastic quality. Uh, there you can also choose your background. so if you wanted to if you want to completely immerse yourself, I chose the cinema background and it felt like I was sitting in a cinema. and all to myself, watching like a massive screen, Watching Avatar Way of Water in incredible quality. Now, one, I had a question at this point where I asked whether people around me could hear what I was listening to. So, say I'm on the couch using the Vision Pro and my wife was on next to me reading a book or doing something else or watching TV. I asked, could they hear me? Could they hear the speaker? And the answer was yes, they could. They could hear this little bit of, it's like when someone's got their earphones turned up loud, you can hear even when you're sitting next to them, even a little bit further away. But the answer to this, if I wanted the complete noise cancellation and complete immersion and not disturbing anyone, I could also pair my AirPods Pro. In fact, during the sizzle reel, there was a woman using the Vision Pro on a plane, which would be an ideal place to use this. And in her ears were the Apple AirPods Pro. So it does, rather than using the spatial speakers, you can get the same spatial audio sound and quality from your AirPods Pro. So that way you get uh, active noise cancellation as well as uh, not, not disturbing other people. So great, great option right there. But I think what was probably the most dramatic and exciting part of the demo was coming up was next. And this is a new video format that Apple's going to include in Apple TV called Immersive Video. And I've got to say, this was absolutely jaw-dropping, what, what I'm about to describe to you. So once they fired this up, I was suddenly sitting in a piano bar. Oh, there was a woman singing by the piano. I was looking around. There's other people in the bar, other musicians. And I am in the bar. I am present in this bar. I could look around, take a look at up and down and side to side, and I was there. Then cut to courtside at a basketball game. And I was there watching the, these players slam dunk right in front of me. Absolutely remarkable. It, it absolutely felt like I was there. So that was, that was about a 30-second demo. And then suddenly it changes to ground level at the baseball. So it's like I'm at Yankee Stadium watching the baseball from the dugout. Cut to... I'm behind the soccer behind a goal at the soccer, and a ball hits the back of the net. And people are cheering and and is, I am at the game. And my immediate thought at that point was, take my money right now. If I could watch sport like that every week, I will buy this right now. That's how good it was. It was absolutely incredible. Imagine, how that can be used in the in the future imagine being able to buy a concert ticket where you're in the front row of a concert like that or some other experience that you you physically may not be able to be there but you can be there virtually thanks to the high quality of the vision pro and the experience it could possibly create that was absolutely the my favorite part of the demo now it's the the potential for the for the Vision Pro is is extraordinary, and it is appropriate that it was announced at the Worldwide Developers Conference because the developers are going to climb over themselves to create an incredible experience. You, you cast your mind back to when the iPhone was introduced back in two thousand seven. I don't think anyone envisaged the the App Store. App Store came out a year later. And all the experiences and the and the services and things you can do with your iPhone today, we couldn't have possibly imagined 15 years ago. I think that's going to be the same with Vision Pro. Developers are very, very clever people and the experiences that they may be able to create, the services, who knows whether it's a game, whether it's something for a certain industry, whatever it happens to be. Is it a ent- piece of entertainment? It is... I think it's going to it, – it, this is going to be something to be excited about, not what it is now, but what it's going to be in the future. Now, there was one final demo, by the way, uh, called Encounter Dinosaurs. This was uh, an, an app that I opened up, and it's like the wall in front of me in the room seemed to sort of part. It sort of slid open like like electric automatic doors, and – I was suddenly looking into this prehistoric landscape. Now, a butterfly was fluttering around on the on the, in the on the floor, and they told me, "Look, if you hold your finger out, the butterfly may fly over to you and land on your finger." And lo and behold, I did, and it landed on my finger. And I was looking at it. I was turning my finger around, looking at it, and then it flew off again. Which that, that alone was incredible. But then a dinosaur turned up and sort of stuck his head into the room, was looking around. They said, look, get up and have a look and walk up to it. And I could clearly see where I was going. I wasn't bumping into any furniture or anything. I could clearly walk up to it and have a look around it. And then when I sat down again, it sort of retreated and the wall then closed up again, like we'd opened some magic portal and that it closed up again. So that was the end of the demo. Now, I, I know one thing people are talking about, of course, is the price. And it's expensive. It is $3,500 US dollars. So it is, it is cost. if you do the conversion, it's about $5,300 Aussie dollars, which is a lot of money. But you have to remember this, a few things. A, it's brand new technology, cutting edge stuff. Number two, it's a computer. You've got a computer in there. So people, we've been buying iPhone 14 Pro Maxes for $2,600 because it's a powerful computer with a camera and everything on board. This is not much different to that. It's a computer that can do so much more and has a camera, has all that computing power on board. Now, I'll tell you this. There are people who who want to have a great laptop or a tower for gaming There are people who want to have a powerful computer for their professional editing, whatever they need to do, and they would not bat an eyelid dropping 5,000 or more on a computer that will get them the experience they want. This, I think, is no different. This is for people who want to experience things in a different way, whether it's their computing, whether it's their entertainment, whether it's their content, it's going to be different and powerful and, and uh, it's emotional. It's incredible, the whole experience, how it's going to be. So I think, yeah, it's expensive, but look at what you're getting and look at what people are willing to spend their money on already that's not far off this. So, yeah, it's, it's new tech. It's going to be expensive, and I think over the years it's probably going to get a little bit cheaper, but I think what it's done is – Apple brought – they've come to the party when it comes to VR, AR, the whole headset situation, and I think it's going to really energize the space so that existing companies like HTC, like Sony, all these companies like Meta that have headsets already, I think they're all going to benefit from the fact that Apple's jumped in the pool. And because this massive company's jumped in the pool – the water level is going to lift everyone up at the same way. So I think that VR is something that's going to be completely energized. Apple's validated this whole thing just by being involved. So I think expect to see and hear a lot more in this space, including from Apple. So this is advice. We're not going to see this till early next year uh, in the US. Perhaps could be a year away for Australians to get hold of it as well. But I've got to say, I would buy this. If this was available next week, I would buy it knowing that there is a huge, amazing things to look forward to in the future that this machine's going to provide, that it is going to be capable of. If you want to read our complete review, or not a review, an experience of our demo, I should say, you can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, the Worldwide Developers Conference is, of course, about software and plenty of that was announced with all of the updates for iOS 17, iPadOS 17, uh, watchOS 10. There was also uh, macOS Sonoma, which is the new operating system. So I'm going to just go through, I'm going to pick and choose a few features. All the features that were announced, is a tech guide if you want to read it in depth but I will touch on a few that stood out to me. The first one was live voicemail. So this is where you get an incoming call and you're able to see the voice message being left in real time. So you can actually read the voicemail as it's coming in and you can then make a decision at that instant whether you want to answer the call, call them back later. You can see if it's urgent or not. That is uh, a cool new feature. Uh, Another feature is also... Uh, improvements to iMessage and one in particular with check-in. So uh, it's introduced this feature so friends and family can be notified when they when you arrive home safely. So, you know, when you talk, people say, text me when you get home or ring me when you get home, check-in allows you to set that up in iMessage and then once it detects you're back at home, it'll send the people on your list a message to say, yes, Stephen has arrived home safely or whatever your, your child's name happens to be. That is going to be uh, part of iMessage right now. Uh, moving on to the iPadOS, the Health app is the biggest change. That, that's now going to be available on the iPad so you can see all your data in greater detail. Uh, that, that larger display means you can really take a good look at all your charts and other information, which is, uh, which is really handy. Also, PDFs have, have – uh, handling PDFs, you can easily write on them, make notes and annotate them, and fill in text areas. It'll detect – you know, sometimes when you've got to fill in text areas – you got to just sort of guess where you want where it's got to go. This is going to detect it automatically, so you could easily fill it in. And if you need to sign something, you can just sign either on the screen or using Apple Pencil. So it really helps handling PDFs. Now let's look at uh, Mac OS Sonoma. That's the new new name for Mac OS. The feature that stood out for me were the interactive widgets, which is also part of iPad OS and even iPhone through that for that matter. So you can see information at a glance, but also take action. Like a great example would be your widget for your for your podcast. You can actually play and pause from the widget rather than having to actually open the podcast app. But on the Mac, there's also uh, enhanced video conferencing. You think about how many video calls we've made and video meetings. So if you're using it using your Mac. It will help uh, you with your presentations. One example is you being able to be seen in the corner as you're presenting your information, your, your presentation, or you can just be in the background or you, you can actually have your your head and your torso right, right there front and center on top of your information as well. And users can react with hand gestures. So, if someone makes like a heart or something, there might be some fireworks, some confetti. So, uh, they're able to react in real time to your presentation. Uh, in the watch app, the, the apps have been redesigned, but the the thing that, that stood out for me was a feature called Smart Stack. Now, this can contain several widgets that display the information you want to see. So, you turn the digital crown uh, on the right side of the watch face there. And you're able to then scroll through all of these stacks so you can see information and and notifications at a glance. Really easy way to get to weather, stocks, your maps, messages uh, really quickly. Of course, there's going to be plenty of new watch faces with WatchOS as well. Uh, Apple Watch also is going to be optimized for cyclists, so it uh, it does have a uh, things that will work out these new metrics. You can have you can look at heart rate zones, your elevation, custom workouts. It'll also connect to Bluetooth accessories as well, uh, so it really makes it more of a cycling watch as well. And there's also a couple of features to do with your mental health and your vision health. So in the mental health section, you can actually gauge, log information about yourself and how you're feeling. This will possibly help offset the effects of depression and anxiety. So at least day to day, you know feeling good, you're in a good mood or not, it'll give you some help and uh, it'll suggest things you can do maybe to perhaps, uh, you know, improve your mood and it's it's a, 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 a like a snapshot of your mental health and what, what you're going through. Vision health is another one too. Um, it allows you with with uh, Apple Watch and the other, other devices, it'll allow you, or well, the watch especially introduces this feature that can measure the time spent in daylight – and also, when viewing a device too closely, it can actually t- tell if you're holding it closer than 30 centimetres. Myopia, which is another name for short-sightedness, that is the leading visual impairment at the moment and, it, and is, it's accelerated by us looking too closely at things. And young kids are growing up with iPhones and iPads and holding them close to their face. This feature can now tell them to put it no closer than 30 centimetres. So it helps protect their eye health. It's a, it's an issue that uh, really needs looking at. On the hardware side, the only thing of note, uh, there re, there is an upgrade to the Mac Studio. So that's got the new M2 Max and Ultra chips. But the standout, I think, was the MacBook Air 15-inch model that has been introduced. Uh, that's actually available this week. So um, that that were they were the hardware announcements. But what I just went through were the, the main software announcements across iOS, iPadOS, macOS Sonoma, and watchOS. If you want to take a close look at all those, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, Samsung has confirmed they will be holding an unpacked launch event in late July, date to be determined. But what they have confirmed... Is where the event will be taking place. Usually the unpacked events have been held in New York. That was where the last foldable event was held. They've also, other unpacked events have been held in Barcelona and in Berlin and I've been to all of those. But this time out, this event in late July is going to take place in Seoul, Seoul, South Korea. So it's a home game for Samsung. That's their home country, of course. And no doubt they want to proudly have their new unpacked event uh, in their hometown. And at this event, we're going to see the fifth generation of the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 5. Uh, So 5 being fifth generation. And we'll also see the Z Flip 5. Not much in way of rumors, but I, I am hearing a few whispers about this. The both devices will be able to fold flat, thanks to the new teardrop hinge design. So no more gap uh, in the in the device. The other thing oh, for the Z Fold, uh, which is now S Pen compatible, there will be a place I understand to uh, include the S Pen into the chassis. Like the S twenty three Ultra has the S Pen that slides up inside the device. Well, I am told. Well, a little, rumors have told me that the S Pen will perhaps fit inside the Galaxy Z Fold 5 chassis as well, as it does with the S23. The Z Flip 4 is the foldable phone that literally folds in half. Now, over the years, the screen on the front has gotten bigger. And my understanding is that the Z Flip 5, the entire front half of the phone, so when it's folded the entire front surface is going to be a massive screen. So you're able to like do things like run apps without opening the phone, look at your notifications, type messages, because it would give you a bit of space without actually having to open the phone. So that's uh, what we're expecting right there. It, it is uh, a big deal for Samsung, of course, to have the 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 foldable event in their hometown. The Korean market actually leads the world in terms of adoption of foldable phones, funny enough. They lead the world. There's a 13.6 percent adoption rate, and they have the higher share of foldable phones in annual shipments as well. Very high tech town, Korea, uh, known for uh, it's it's obviously its tech industry. Well, it's home to Samsung among them, uh, among others. But uh, good to see that they are taking it home this event, and I'm expecting to be there, or hopefully I'll be there the end of July sometime for Unpacked. 2023, which will see the introduction of the fifth generation of Samsung's foldable devices, which we're seeing also getting popular. Other companies, Oppo, uh, Motorola, Google with the new Pixel Fold, the folding segment of the market is growing significantly. So uh, Samsung's fifth generation, would you believe they've been at this for four and a half to five years, they're coming, they're going to be released probably the end of July, will be on sale Probably early August, I say, if not in late July. So we'll, we'll be finding out. Any information we find out, we'll be passing on to you via Tech Guide. If you want to read more about that Samsung story, check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. And now, a tech guide review with Stephen Fennick. Kicking off the reviews, I did get a chance to spend a night with the Sony Bravia TV. It was, I think, the uh, A90L models, the OLED model. And there are three new models to the Bravia XR TV lineup, which not only provide better picture quality, but when paired with a Sony soundbar, po- provides absolutely stunning audio quality as well. It's perfect for movies, watching movies, watching sport, playing games. Sony has really uh, done a great job here. The There are three models, as I mentioned, the A90L Full Array LED model, the A95L QD OLED model, and then there's your A90L OLED model as well. Three of them, uh, they have their variations. Well, the first one's obviously an LED TV, and the two others are OLED TVs. So they are quite, they're, they're pretty distinct. You can distinguish between them pretty easily. They do share, though, a lot of technology, including Sony's Cognitive Processor XR which includes the clear image technology that this is sort of reduces that noise picture noise enhances the clarity smooths things out when you're watching sport and stuff like that there's also the cognitive the cognitive processor also takes charge of the local dimming zone so increase brightness prevent that blooming if it's sort of a, a, a dark object near a bright object So uh, really a lot of picture control there. there. Sony have always had some amazing technology to, to produce stunning picture quality, and these TVs really fit in with that as well. On the audio side, it really does pay to pair a Sony soundbar thanks to a feature called Acoustic Center Sync. And so what this does, it uses both the TVs and the soundbar speakers to work together. So it's able to provide that much larger soundscape. Uh, the new Bravia TVs, they work with the, the, the models, the HTA 7000 ht 5000 and the HTA a 3000 So that's good, better, best in reverse order there. So the 3000, 5000, 7000, good, better, best. Uh, they have the more, the higher the number, the more speakers and the slightly better quality. Some include rear speakers as well. So uh, I did hear a demo it was absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm talking, you you would have sworn you were sitting in a room that had like 20 speakers in it. That's where all the sound was coming from. The whole, the volume and the the direction of the sound or spatial audio is all happening. Surround sound, it was a it was incredible. So uh, if you want to really boost your home viewing experience, these TVs and combined with the sound bars can certainly do it. Now the A95L, and the A80L, they're the OLED models. They also have another feature that they share. The LED doesn't have this feature. This is for the OLEDs only. It's called Acoustic Surface Audio Plus. Now, what this this actually produces? You're hearing sound coming from the screen. So normally you have a speaker maybe below the screen. If you've got a home theatre, you've got like a center channel. And the voices come from there, so it would appear to be coming from the screen. But imagine looking at a part of the screen and the sound is coming from their mouth on the screen. Remarkable. I did see like a normal and then the acoustic screen of the same scene. And the acoustic screen, it's like we were standing in the same room with the actors. Remarkable improvement right there. The other thing too, if you naturally Sony being Sony, they're going to look after their own. And if you have a PlayStation Five, uh, you connect the console, you can unlock new features like uh, auto HDR mapping, auto genre picture mode. So you can pick, you can picture quality can be optimised to suit what type of game you're playing. So there's also if you are connecting your console, faster access to a game menu. So you you can access, access settings like for variable refresh rate or motion blur reduction. The game menu also gives you the opportunity to brighten up dark areas of the screen. You think about it. Some of the games we play, some of the enemies can be can be hiding in these dark places. But if you can brighten up those dark areas, you get a you get the edge. You can get the jump on your opponents right there. Now uh, there is something that will appear later this year for gamers. I know gamers don't sometimes don't like to use the whole area of the screen. They want to have a smaller, more manageable, more uh, easier to focus, so they can they're able to reduce. So, uh, say play the game in a in a smaller, like a twenty seven inch box instead of a 55 inch box so depending on the game they're playing they might want to zoom in and uh, concentrate on that little bit there what's also available here's something interesting is a feature called bravia core as c-o-r-e bravia core this is a streaming service exclusive to sony tv customers and what this offers them you can redeem up to 10 current or catalog films so to rent or buy And you can have up to 24 months of unlimited streaming. So this is an entirely – every Sony movie, the entire back catalogue, as well as new releases, you're able to access through the TV and get this. There's a feature called Pure Stream, which Sony says – I asked this question a couple of times. Sony says this Pure Stream will deliver with enough bandwidth to surpass the bitrate – of playing a movie, a 4K movie, off a disc. So this would be the only case that I could know of, that I've known of, that the streaming is better quality than playing off a disc. That's incredible. The other thing to remember here too is that all the Sony Bravia XR TVs are running the Google TV operating system. And that means you get access to all the major entertainment and streaming streaming apps as well. So that is... Uh that is a, a nice thing to know that you don't have to wait for your TV's operating system to get those favourite apps of yours because it's Android, it's going to be there. You're going to get most of them. Now, pricing for the TVs, the X80Ls starts at 1799 bucks. That's for the 55-inch. And pricing then goes all the way up to the 83-inch 80 l which is $12,199. But in each of these categories, so the XR, X90L, that's the full array LED, that's available in 55, 65, 75, and 85 inches. The Bravia XR, the A95Ls, that's going to be 55, 65, and 77 inches, now, the XR80L, A80L, available in 55, 65, 73, and 83 inches. And all the prices, by the way, are all on Tech Guide if you want to check them out for yourself. But take it from me, I had some eyes on time with the TV. It was actually Origin Night. I watched State of Origin on it. I was in a hotel with the TV watching, watching State of Origin. Not the best result for New South Wales, I know, but they looked great on the screen uh, through the Sony TVs. Uh, so, yeah, had a great experience. They've got so much capability in terms of watching your movies in high quality, streaming in high quality. The audio is remarkable. Great all round experience. If you want to take a closer look at those TVs, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. All right, let's talk Belkin. Belkin, uh, one of our sponsors, the sponsor of the uh, Tech Guide Help Desk, which we'll get to in a moment. But first up, let's talk about their new power bank that is a two in one. This is a power bank. And it's got a little spot at the top that that might look familiar to Apple Watch users because they can actually charge their Apple Watch with this battery as well. It does have that little magnetic disc. So you can, whether it's on it, you might strap the Apple Watch to the top of the battery and you're able then to charge your Apple Watch on the move. At the same time, there's, of course, a USB-C port and you connect your charging cable. You can connect and charge your phone as well. The product's called the Boost Charge Fast Wireless Charger for Apple Watch and Powerbank 10K. Long name, but it does a lot. Uh, it can charge an Apple Watch Series 7 and later from 0 to 80% in just 45 minutes. Apple Watch Ultra from 0 to 80% in an hour. That's amazing. And you can do that on, on the go because it's a battery. You don't have to be stuck near a PowerPoint. The power bank has a 10,000 milliamp hour capacity and a 20 watt USB-C PD, which is short for power delivery, PD port as well. Charging point on the top of the device means position the Apple Watch for charging on the go. You can also use that same little point to charge up your AirPods Pro case as well. And if your earphones are in it, headphones are in it, they'll also be charging at the same time. The 20 watt USB-C PD port can also charge the iPhone with the USB-C to Lightning cable that came with the phone. So if you have that cable, it'll work. It has enough power to charge the Apple Watch Series 8 14 times and enough juice to charge the iPhone 14 twice. So you're never gonna get you're never gonna be caught short of a charge with the Belkin Boost Charge fast wireless charger for Apple Watch and Powerbank 10K. Whew, that's a mouthful. But get this. There's also overcharge protection on board, fully certified by USB IF and MFI to deliver power safely and efficiently. Very, very important. The Apple, the Boost Charge Pro fast Wireless Charge of Apple Watch plus Powerbank 10K is available now and it's priced at $139.95 from leading retailers and from Belkin.com forward slash au 139.95 charges your apple watch your iphone even your airpods pro on the move one battery does all of that you want to take a closer look at it check it out at techguide.com.au STM is an Australian company that have uh, I've known the guys at STM for many years. For 20 years, I've known these guys since they were selling bags out of their garage. The STM are well-known for their backpacks and shoulder bags, some great stuff. I carry around an STM backpack. I travel with it as well. They're excellent. But they've come up with a, a, another, a new product, and they've already – diversified into into charging products and power power uh, power bricks and various other products but the latest product from them is a shatterproof eco glass screen protector for the iphone 14 now what sets this apart is that it's shatterproof but also made from recycled materials So it's a premium screen protector. You still get amazing visibility. I've got it on my iPhone 14 Pro Max and it's like, I can't even tell it's there. It's so thin, you still think you got that naked phone feel. It is a 0.15 millimeters thick made from GRS certified 100% recycled polymer and is also in itself 100% recyclable. So it's available only for iPhone at this point, iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Plus, iPhone 14 Pro, and the iPhone 14 Pro Max. Uh, the eco-glass is also fingerprint print resistance, has a 9H hardness rating, and is uh, usually that, that's only possible usually with a glass screen protector. But it does also, it at the, in, in, as it is, it actually provides double the hardness of glass alternatives as well. Good job, these guys. It's got chamfered edges and true like when it doesn't affect your touch. Touching the screen, uh, the responsiveness is still there while still offering this amazing protection. And as I said, I've got it on my iPhone fourteen. Forgot it was there. Couldn't even tell it's there. You know, some screen protectors are quite thick on the outside. There's like a creates a little, a little uh, like a little line on the outside. Can't tell it's there. Really cool, and it comes with a little applicator as well. Uh, so, so what you do, you—that's that, one frustration for the screen protectors—is unless you nail it manually. Uh, you, I've tried it many times and failed. But with this one, it's got this special thing that clicks into the charging port on your iPhone, and then you just put the screen protector down on the front face of the screen, peel off the back, and then it's positioned then perfectly for you just to smooth it out, and then you remove the top layer, and Bob's your uncle. You've got the screen protector, the STM Eco Glass screen protector right there. It's priced at $49.95, and guess what? If you want to check it out, it's at techguide.com. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. As we approach a new financial year, our digital generation is experiencing a continued rise in cybercrime and data breaches. This means it's crucial to ensure you help protect your devices and personal information. What would you do if your devices were compromised by malware, ransomware, or viruses, or if your personal information was being illegally traded on the dark web? Introducing Norton 360 Platinum. With device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity theft protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring, you'll have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialist to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. This tax time, Norton 360 Platinum is available at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi or online at au.norton.com. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk proudly presented by Belkin, supported by Belkin. We spoke a moment ago about their power bank, but they not only sell power banks, they've got cables, MagSafe products, earphones, a range of products. You can check them out at belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I'm going to answer a question that many people assume, they assume that they think this is happening. And it's about whether your iPhone or any smartphone for that matter is listening to you. This is going to alarm some people. It is and it isn't. Now, a lot of people say, look, I was just talking about this thing and I started seeing ads for it on Facebook. And I just, we did this and it, I'm seeing ads for it. Now, to be clear, it's illegal for your phone to be recording you and and sending that that recording to market ads to you, okay? Straight out, illegal. The only thing it's listening out for, if you're an iPhone user, Android user, The only thing it's listening out for is for the word Alexa or Siri or whatever word it might be, the the trigger word. That's all it's listening for. So people who think that, well, hang on, I was just talking about that. Now I'm seeing ads for it. They must be listening to me and then marketing to me as a result. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. It is not listening to you. Now, I'll tell you what's happening here. It's a coincidence. Those ads were there before. But because you started talking about it, now you're noticing them. You might not have noticed the ads there because you weren't talking about it. It wasn't in front of mind. It wasn't in your consciousness, so you weren't seeing it. The best example I can give of this phenomena is if you're looking for a certain type of car or you've bought a car, you're suddenly seeing more of them on the road. You notice them because you are conscious of them, and so thereby they stand out to you. It's the same thing with these ads. And I'll let you know, there are so many other ways for them to receive data, like any photo that we like. We stay, we look at a photo of a Greek island holiday for a few seconds. Oh, the the app will remember that. So any little interaction that we have, and I'm talking hundreds of thousands of data points, these are what's used to market to you. We all know if you Google something, you're going to see that everywhere. You Google a cruise, a European cruise, it's going to – it's a European holiday, Mediterranean cruise. These are going to be in your feed across everything, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. That's because the apps have tracking, the tracking data, and there are ways to stop that. But they're just finding ways to present ads that you may be interested in. So the fact that you – have may have spoken about something and then suddenly you're seeing ads is purely coincidence. No matter how powerful you may think it is, you may have clicked on a link or may have liked a photo, lingered on a photo in your feed. It's all taking note of all this, thousands of points of data. It's remembering everything. And that's probably why you're seeing that particular ad. It could have even been there before, like I said, and you just didn't notice it. So that answers that question. And to to let you know, again, definitively, no, your phone is not listening to you. That is our show for this week. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. We really appreciate it. Episode 555. If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, you can, of course, read it at techguide.com.au and feel free to reach out. Get us, send us an email info at techguide.com.au or click on the Ask Stephen icon on the right hand side of the page. That will open up a form that will end up as an email in my inbox. We want to give a special thanks too to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton, the company that can keep you, your family, and your devices safe online. Please give them some support. They've been tremendous supporters of the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.